Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 153 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, The Raz, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we also have a second podcast called The Subcockles of Reddit, which we just got done recording. You can listen to that as on any uh, no, actually, no, it's not actually on as many platforms as we are on here, Buck, but it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Forgetting that we got to get that, get that taken care of. <laughs> but uh, that's all good. So, so Buck, you are, you are under the weather. So if anybody, you know, hears anything being a little off, uh, Buck does have the, uh, the, the virus again. So, yeah. My, 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 my Corona. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not how that song goes. Uh, but, you know, as long as you're happy, I guess. As long as you're happy. Not, dude, no sense in being miserable. Fair enough. All right, Buck, our first story <laughs> comes from UPI.com. Moose rescued from basement of Alaska home. Firefighters and wildlife officials in Alaska responded to a home where a young moose was found trapped in the basement. Firefighters with Central Emergency Services says they responded alongside the Alaska Department of Fish and Game Wildlife Biologists and Alaska Wildlife Troopers when the moose was found to have fallen through a window at the, uh, at the home and became trapped in the basement. The respondents determined the mouse, the, yeah, mouse, the moose, <laughs> had fallen into a window well and crashed through the glass, ending up trapped in the basement bedroom. The moose was sedated, and rescuers used a people mover, a tarp used to transport unconscious patients, to carry the animal through the house. Luckily, he was conscious enough to honestly help us out a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't a full-grown moose. Wildlife biologists treated the moose for minor lacerations on its legs and administered medication to reverse the sedative effects once the animal was outside. Uh, the moose then trotted away after about 10 or 15 minutes. So you, you got all wow. the, they got all the king's horses and all the king's men out there to get this animal out of the house when they could have just, you know, filled their freezer. Just saying. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing, man. I mean, like, don't hunting season rules kind of go out the window when the moose goes through your window? Well, that, this is Alaska. <laughs> this is Alaska. I'm not sure. Like, what, what is the moose hunting season? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, season schmeezing, man. Whether any day of the week that ends with the letter Y, if a moose were to come into my fucking living room right now, get shot. So moose season None. is generally September 1st through November 30th. I mean, come on. <laughs> well within. What? You're at the tail end of it, but you're still well within the boundaries. This was November 22nd. You could have, had, you could have, filled, your, you could have filled the meat locker. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, I, I really can't do anything other than sigh at the missed opportunity because moose moose is delicious is it i've never had moose yes 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 it is uh somebody that we used to work with actually brought moose in for me one time wow See, yeah I, I i i will i want to eat all the animals i mean i i i'm not i'm not shy about it i 
like I I am looking forward to going to Japan and eating horse. You know, I'm I'm I want to eat everything. I want to try everything. I want to see what nature's bounty has to bring. And you know, if it means uh, I could get me some moose, I'll, I I got to get me some moose if I get the opportunity. I got to tell you. That's you know, and I I know though, and I also know that like finding a live moose in your house would be super intimidating. Well, they're not and nice they're huge. Anim- they're not nice animals. No. <laughs> And they're huge, and they're huge. I remember I was driving with a friend of mine up in New Hampshire. You know, I was about 19, 20 years old. And we were, you know, he he came from up in that area. And uh, we're driving along the highway, and I remember I saw this Ford Escort on the side of the road, and it was completely, and I mean completely smashed in. And I'm not talking about like because it hit something. Well, it it did hit something. It hit a deer. It hit a moose in the uh, in the legs, and it toppled it. The body toppled onto the top of the car. It it just smashed it. Well, so I mean, get the opportunity. Like I said, I'll, I'll take some moose. Um, but you know, that being said, Buck, is there any like foods that you are particularly like? Every year for Christmas, this is this is what we're gonna have, or even Thanksgiving for that matter. Like this is the one thing you look forward to all year long. Hmm. No, not really. Yeah. The, the... Not 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 not. I, I not, I I'm not I'm not that you know. All the all the staple foods for holidays, they're not really my favorite. Hmm. Uh, well, you know, just to be on the safe side. Let's talk about this this article that's that's come through now. This next story is kind of kind of odd, Buck. Uh, this is coming from NPR.org. We all what we all want for Christmas is spam figgy pudding. Did, you, did I just knock you out? Did you just like collapse from hearing that? Because all I heard was a kaboom. It was my chair hitting my table. Oh. But what what an appropriately timed. You, should, you know, you just went with it and said you fell out. Oh, I should have. <laughs> As the Christmas and Thanksgiving season returns to something uh, like normalcy, perhaps <laughs> it's time for new traditions. The mad scientists at Luncheon Meat Packer Hormel have one idea: spam figgy pudding. What you might ask, and why? The first question is easier than the second. Let's start with what's in classic spam: pork. Sugar, water, salt, potato starch, and sodium nitrate. That's preservative. Uh, the new seasonal spam includes traditional figgy and orange flavors, cinnamon cl- cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. And as ever, it is a shelf staple in case of the apocalypse. Uh, let's just say this is a perversion of figgy pudding. Let's look at a little more closely at the British traditional um holiday food. Uh, figgy pudding is a dense and steamed cake, not an American-style pudding, full of raisins, uh, currants, and brandy. And the modern version doesn't actually include figs. <laughs> uh, does spam figgy pudding sound good to you? Does it, Buck? No. Well, no, 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 no. In that case, you need to, you, just in case it does, for some listeners, you may need to act quickly. The product launched last week and is already sold out at spam.com, which exists, and on Amazon as well. 
Your best bet now is Walmart.com, or you'll have to resort to the secondary market. Is there a secondary market for spam? <laughs> uh, prices on eBay have already doubled the listing price. In terms of why, the company explains its reasonings as thus. The makers of Spam brand want to create a limited edition seasonal variety that captures the magic, warm flavors, and nostalgia that we all crave during the holiday season. And with Spam Figgy Pudding, the brand did all this in one can. <laughs> wow. I got through that without laughing, though, until the end. That sounds I, awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I am impressed. There are other, other revelant... <laughs> relevant answers that seem to be a novelty and media attention no kidding uh the only re review on amazon claims the product is definitely different but taste but real tasty <laughs> the washington post reviewer begs to differ however describing it as an intense faux orange flavor that brought to mind the horrific dyeing and coloring of candied fruits that somehow make it their way into the objectionable holiday sweets backed by a di disconjointed chorus of baking spice. <laughs> if you ever do get your hands on a spam figgy pudding, it can be fried, baked, or grilled, <laughs> though it's already cooked and can be eaten straight from the can. <laughs> well... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, small blessings, man. Uh, sodium nitrite is actually one of the only food allergies that I have. So I, I have eaten spam, and unlike bacon, which also has a high degree of sodium nitrite, I won't eat spam. Or Bacon's mayonnaise. fucking worth it. Or mayonnaise. No, well, bacon. Well, mayonnaise is a completely different category. That's that's a will not. This ba bacon and spam are should nots, and and you know with should nots, I elect, and I know the consequences of eating the bacon. But the spam, it's not worth it. So figgy pudding, spam, is equally as unappetizing to me as all the other types of spam. It, it, it's it, i've eaten it before spam and mac you know spam and spam and spam spam which is uh, oh my well, gosh well changing the subject that's like polystyrene yeah changing changing the subject here but have you ever like reached into your pocket and found that oh hey th th this is something i've i've left in there last winter here's five bucks i found in my jacket pocket that's always fun. Uh, but you know, on the riskier side of things, you ever found stuff you forgot you packed in luggage? Yes. So I, I had a friend, I, I remember, um, he cut the bottom of his gym bag open when it ripped, and he found that the, the entire bottom of the gym bag was one giant mushroom. Because he had forgot that he had had mushrooms in the bag for something, and one fell into the crack, and it grew. I don't... I, so... I mean that's that's a horror story in and of itself, but you know I've I've been packing to go somewhere and realized oh crap there's a knife in this bag, like, I do not need TSA finding that that's for damn sure, because the TSA is going yeah they're gonna find that stuff like I, whenever I was flying, um I, I flew back to uh, across the country, uh with to to uh it, it was for a competitive card trading game leave it at that. 
Um, and if you're ever doing that, uh, keep in mind those packs of uh, trading cards, they look like marijuana on a, uh, they look like an organic on, uh, on a, uh, an x-ray. So pull those out before stuff goes to the x-ray and show it to them. That makes your life a heck of a lot easier. But you know what else shows up as organics? What? Cats. Because the cat is indeed out of the bag, according to the AP News, when the TSA finds a stowaway feline at JFK. Uh, Don't accuse the TSA of catnapping on the job. When an alert agent at New York's John F. Kennedy Airport notified Tufts of an orange fur poking out of a slightly unzipped suitcase, it gave him pause. As the bag went through X-ray on November 16th, the Transportation Security Administration agent was in for a surprise. Inside, there were four paws and a tail belonging to a feline stowaway. On the bright side, the cat's out of the bag. (laughs) TSA spokesperson tweeted on Tuesday. The passenger was paged to return to the ticketing counter after the cat was found. (laughs) The traveler said the cat belonged to someone else in the household, implying that he was not aware the cat was in the suitcase. Well, that's a good catch, she said. The stowaway cat, identified by the New York Post as Smells, was returned to its owner. The cat's owner told the Post that Smells uh, must have crawled inside the suitcase of a visiting friend. She did not know her tabby was missing until the airport officials reached her. Who the hell names their cat Smells? I don't know, man. People have the dumbest names for their fucking animals. I remember when we moved my in-laws at one point, uh, one of their cats came up missing. And uh, (laughs) turns out, with all the people in the house moving, it it crawled up inside of a recliner. And uh, the recliner got put on the uh, the moving truck and <laughs> did the cat make it the cat made it <laughs> but that's how it got to the new house <laughs> you know what moving truck <laughs> little guy was efficient <laughs> but can you imagine getting called back to the counter and say, dude there's a cat in your bag what the hell i'd i'd be like like what do you mean there's a cat in my bag like Where's the punchline to this joke? Right, and the TSA scares the shit out of me on a good day. They are completely untrained for what they do. I mean, <laughs> they, they're they kind of a pseudo... I don't even know what to call them as it pertains to regular law enforcement. I don't. And you know, I think a good label for them would be security theater. Yeah, very much so. And that, and that would be about it. But they can they can ruin... Your holiday in a heartbeat uh, just by being douchebags. So uh, if they were to call me back, I would be shitty myself. When we were in uh, Japan at one point, my my wife got pulled. uh, As we were like, we we, we were there on a transfer. We were, you know, just waiting for our next plane. As we're boarding the plane, we get onto the the, the bridge and they pulled her aside. And they wanted to do uh, explosive checks and everything. And they told me to take the kids and get on the plane. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm standing right here. Thanks. I am not leaving my wife in Japan. <laughs> um, yeah, so the TSA, yeah, they, they scare the shit out of me. Just saying. I, I, I don't know what I'd do. You would just like, yeah, you just have a broken wheelchair because I'm sure they'd shatter it. Oh, my gosh. Sir, will you come wait over here? No, I, that's my caregiver. 
You know, like, what if they stop caregiver Katie? It's like, oh, you just go ahead and get on the plane. No, you go promptly fuck yourself. I go nowhere without my caregiver. Bingo. Sorry. Well, Buck, Christmas is soon going to be upon us. Did you get your tree up yet? No. Uh, we got our tree up uh, yesterday. Didn't decorate it until today. It's up now. Um, but, you know, for, for lots of people, and we, we can attest to this, uh, they spend their holidays away from their loved ones when they are uh, incarcerated or working at a correctional facility. <laughs> mm -hmm. we've, we've both been in that scenario. Well, what this man uh, wanted was, I'll hand myself in if my kids can have a good Christmas. <laughs> a, police the a police appeal to find a man wanted for multiple felony warrants took a turn on Facebook when the suspect responded in the comments and tried to negotiate his surrender in return for a good Christmas for his kids. The unusual exchange took place on Facebook in the North Branch Police Department, who explained that an officer uh, presence in the area on sun in uh, area of the city on Sunday was due to a search for a 30-year year old Jacob Tibbetts. Police said there are multiple felony warrants out for Tibbetts arrest out of um, Chisago? Chisago County? Sure. Looks like Chicago with an S instead of a second C. And asked the public to call police if they see him while acknowledging they don't believe he's a danger to the public. On Tuesday afternoon, a message was posted in the comments from Tibbetts' Facebook account addressing the North Beach Police Department. And I quote, uh, North Branch Police Department, I'll make a deal with you. You make sure my kids have a, have enough money for a good Christmas this year, and I'll turn myself in. I want to hand over the money to her mom to give her presents from Daddy, and I want her to give her two presents to open now. After I watch her open them, I'll go with you to the other side. I also need bail money, but I'm not worried about that. As long as you know, long as I know that my daughter got her presents from her daddy, I'll go today. End quote. The exchange sparked hundreds of comments and shares on Facebook thread, including a number claiming police have got the wrong man and joking about various heroic acts Tibbetts has carried out in the community. Uh, the North Branch PD did respond to the thread, stating, Just for the record, Jake is the wanted party and is responsible for his warrants. It's not his kid's fault. If we can come to a reasonable agreement for a peaceful arrest with him turning himself in, we would be willing. It also posted, one time Jake Tibbetts turned himself in on his warrants instead of evading the police. Hopefully he does that again. Thanks, Jake. North Branch PD did not reveal what the felony warrants are for. Uh, he does have a past felony convictions for crimes, including drug sales and burglary, however. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't blame a guy for trying. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And, you know, there are criminals out there that do kind of live by a code at times. He could be one of them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, I'm I'm half tempted to just kind of like look this up and be like, yo, dude, I'll make sure your kids get a good Christmas. I'll make sure the kid gets a good Christmas. I'll I'll I drop a hundred, a hundred, couple hundred bucks on that. Go ahead. Turn yourself in. Let's make this happen. Like, I, I, I totally bite on that. Well, there you have it, Mr. Tibbetts. If you're listening to the Social Liability Podcast, go ahead and reach out at socialliability at iCloud.com. All right, Buck, and we are back with a story from MySanAntonio.com. 
Texas man dancing on top of 18-wheeler dies after slamming into bridge. This is right up there in the category of stupid games, stupid prizes. As a Texas man no. who was... What's that? I said, yeah. Oh, I thought you said, yeah. Nah. I thought you said, nah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Darwin Award at his best right there, buddy. Well, he might get, you know, he, he could get it. He, Darwin Awards for 2022 haven't been decided yet. He could conceivably get the Darwin Award. As a Texas man who jumped onto an 18-wheeler before starting to dance, later died after slamming into a bridge. The driver of the red Kenworthy 18-wheeler had no knowledge the man had climbed on top of the cargo portion of the truck, according to a news release from the Houston Police Department. The incident occurred just after 11.30 a.m. last Thursday, November 10th, in the 1500 block of the Essex Freeway in Houston. Police sent a release about the incident on Monday, November 14th, after a video of the man dancing on the 18-wheeler went viral on Facebook. The video received more than 500 shares. Police said the man was recording himself and was knocked off the truck passing underneath a, a street bridge. The driver was questioned at the scene, according to the release. Police say that it was determined not to be, uh, he was determined not to be impaired and was released. The man who fell off the truck was transported to the Houston Fire Department to the Memorial Herman, Texas Medical Center, where he was later pronounced dead. The man died from multiple flunt blunt force injuries according to Houston officials officials did not release the identity of the man who was revealed to be 25 years old it is unclear why the man was on top of the 18 wheeler really is it uh, the Houston Police Department said the investigation is ongoing and there literally is video from other people videotaping this guy jumping from an overpass onto the back of this this truck uh, but the thing that kind of bothers me about it is that there are truckers around and you know, the fact that they didn't get on the CB and say, hey, uh, this idiot's on your truck dancing. I'd be kind of kind of shocked. But, you know, the whole concept of we don't know why he did it. Yes, you do. He's trying to get Internet fame. I mean, come on. He played a stupid game. He won a stupid prize. And that's just all yeah. there's to it. I mean, this screams this screams attention. I mean, I'm not jumping. They're, 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 people do stupid things, and I get that, and, I, and it's fine, whatever. But I mean, have a little discretion. You know, jumping atop a moving vehicle, like did the ugh, poor freaking guy driving the truck too. Like, you know, that's the, that's the thing. Like, I, I, they, they never like they talk about all oh, those guys' poor family. Okay. Back, and you may remember this, because this happened uh, in a town near where we lived. It was actually right in between you and I. Uh, there was a family, uh, mother, father, two kids, I believe, maybe three, in one vehicle, pickup truck. There was another car that had, I think, like six kids stuffed in it, uh, all high school students. And there was all these freaking like oh we're gonna raise money for the families and um and all this 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 nonsense about these kids that were killed in a car accident and they were vilifying the the guy driving the pickup truck well truth came out that they were these six kids were playing grab ass in the car uh and they drove over the yellow line into opposing traffic and they hit head on with that truck 
not only was the entire community against this guy, but let's just take that equation out of it. How about the fact that he has now got to live with the fact that he was in a car accident and it killed six kids? Yeah. Nobody ever thinks of that guy, you know? <laughs> and it's not like he was drinking and driving. No. He didn't do anything wrong. He got crashed into. He survived an accident and is being blamed for killing six kids in an accident that he didn't cause. I do remember that. I remember that very well. I actually know one of the people who was very good friends with some of the kids in that car. And you know what? I mean, like my opinion about it then was kind of not what people wanted to hear. So, you know, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying on that one. Nobody ever thinks about the guy driving the car. You know, it's not like the guy was, a, you know, the thing even said they checked him. He wasn't impaired and they let him go. Like, I, I think that was a kind of a bad call, too. Like, did you just let him go or did you check on him? Right. Like, maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't the fuck. OK. Like, maybe, you know, maybe impaired or not, maybe he was in no condition to drive after he found out that during his nine to five trying to do whatever to make money for his fucking family, he accident, he unknowingly, not even accidentally, just unknowingly killed somebody. Like, I can't even call it an accidental death. You know, it's stupid side. I mean, like, that's, that's really what it is, you know, but either way, man. Yeah, well, you know. our next story comes from CBS12.com. And this is about one of our favorite subjects, Buck, and you know what that is. Ooh. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can. Makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out. Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida man. As a Florida man is in a convenience store seen yelling at customers and trying to fight them. And if you could see what I'm looking at, this guy's mugshot with all the face tattoos. I think there's even a dick tattooed on the side of his face. <laughs> this happened in Lantana, Florida. A police officer found a storage site when she res- a, a, sorry, a strange site when she responded to a disorderly complaint at a convenience store. She saw a man leaning over the counter with his head underneath the protective glass, according to the arrest report. This happened off Latana Road, east of I-95, on the morning of Sunday, October 30th. The officer wrote she announced herself and asked the man who identified uh, as William uh, Lennox, 29, to step outside with her. The arrest report said Lennox began approaching me in an aggressive manner and uttering unintelligible things with his hands in his pockets, when suddenly he turned around and began aggressively approaching and posturing to another man inside the store. I attempted to gain Lennox's attention as he got in the man's face. The man, self-defense, pushed Lennox away from him and repeatedly asked Lennox to get away from him. At this point in time, I grabbed Lennox's wrist in an attempt to detain him and avoid further physical conflict. I gave Lennox several verbal commands to come outside. Lennox resisted by using physical force to pull away and shove me simultaneously. At this point in time, several other officers arrived on scene and were able to assist in gaining compliance of Mr. Lennox by taking him to the ground safely, which is terms for we bulldogged his ass. Yeah. (laughs) 
I placed Lennox in handcuffs, checked for spacing, and double locked. No, you didn't. You just put that on there because you write that in every report. Lennox was escorted to my patrol vehicle where he was searched for any weapons prior to being placed inside my patrol vehicle because you better write that in your report. Lennox was verbally aggressive towards officers as well as continually attempting to pull away from officers. Lennox was shown uh, obvious signs of being under the influence of an unknown substance. With Lennox out of the way, the officer was able to talk to witnesses. She wrote the other man involved told her he was walking to the store and observed Lennox pushing the trash cans over outside. The man stated that he told Lennox to chill out and immediately recognized Lennox as being under the influence of something. The man stated that when he told Lennox to chill out, Lennox began charging at him, so he had to defend himself by pushing Lennox and going inside. The man stated that he told the store clerks to call the police because he was in fear of Lennox trying to fight him. The man stated that he did not want to become physical with Lennox, so he continued to push him away every time Lennox charged at him. The man stated that when police arrived on scene, he witnessed Lennox become combative with officers when they tried to place him under arrest. He stated that when Lennox pushed the officer, he attempted to pull away from several officers. Then he spoke. Then when she spoke to the witnesses, he told her Lennox came into the parking lot and started tearing off the trash can lid and pushing the cans to the ground, which subsequently rolled across the parking lot, causing minor damage to a parked vehicle. The witness advised Lennox then came into the store and started yelling at customers trying to fight them. The witnesses advised they did not see any physical violence take place. Uh, unwanted touches, physical violence, folks. Uh, finally, the officer watched surveillance video and wrote it corroborated all parties' accounts of the incident. It can be observed at 10.40 hours, Lennox entered the parking lot and appeared agitated. And it, it, it just goes on and on for the account of the report. Um, William Lennox of Kissimmee was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, resisting arrest with violence. And he was booked on October 31st and released in lieu of $1,000 bond almost a week later. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're just going to... Why can't you just get high and stay home, dude? That's what I do. That's what I do. I mean, I have a ball. I mean, this is all so foreign to me. Like, oh my gosh. All of this should be in PSA articles. I kind of wonder what it was Like, this man... Certainly was a little bit more than life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all seen the the, the 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 cracked out dude just cracking down the street, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but if, if if you react a certain way to drugs, you typically always react the same way. But it's same same thing with drunks. Like, is it, that guy's known to be a mean drunk, or that one's a giggly drunk? You know, if you know you're an asshole. Maybe you put yourself where you can't be an asshole and get caught. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're taking peyote, okay? You know, when you do that, you need a chaperone. So that way you don't end up on the social liability podcast or something like jail, okay? You get a chaperone. This, this person needs a chaperone. Somebody who can be their voice of reason when they're acting all fucked up and stupid. Somebody can be ba- just be there and be like, all right, dude, come, come back. Come back here. Party's, party's down on earth. You're a little too high. Let's go. Like, that's what this man 
that's what this man needed. And, you know, the absence of a chaperone is why he ended up in the jam that he has. I, I, I will stand by that assertion. Well, Buck, we are, our last story comes from theadvocate.com. And this is a website that I do not recommend anybody visit. Because my computer is going batshit crazy trying to keep this website loaded uh, with all the crap that it's got on it. Uh, but that being said, I'm going to try to get through this article because um, I just think someone needs to be to hear this. <laughs> uh, you, have you heard about the Club Q shooting? Yeah, uh, very briefly, but... So it's an LGBTQ you know. plus uh, bar, and uh, this kid went in there and, and shot the place up. Okay. Um, this... Uh, interview happens to be with the shooter's father okay uh father of club q suspect relieved his offspring isn't gay the father of the accused club shoes club q shooter has expressed relief that his child isn't gay aaron brank father of anderson lee aldrich gave a homophobia filled interview to san diego tv station kfmb brink 48 who was working as a porn star and mixed martial arts arts fighter and coach said he would uh, wonder what his offspring was doing in a gay bar. Aldrich, 22, is accused of killing five people and injuring nearly 20 at the Colorado Springs nightclub Saturday night. When Brinks heard from Aldrich's defense attorney Sunday, they started telling me about the incident, a shooting involving multiple people. Brinks told the station Tuesday, and then they, then I go and find out that it's a gay bar. I said, God, is he gay? I got scared. Shit, is he gay? And he's not gay. And I said, phew. Brink said him and his family are Mormons, and you know Mormons don't do gay, but apparently they do porn. Okay. Uh, that's news to me. Yeah. Uh, we don't do gay. There's no gays in the Mormon church. We don't do gay. <laughs> in reality, the church, known officially as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, does hold anti-LGBTQ plus beliefs, but it has LGBTQ plus members who are fighting for greater acceptance. Auditor's attorney in court filings Tuesday said the accused shooter is non-binary and will now be known by the they-them pronouns, but Brink used male pronouns referring to Aldrich. Brink, who lives in San Diego, did apologize to the families of the victims and said he took responsibility because he had praised his child for a violent behavior. I'm sorry for your loss. Life is so fragile and so valuable. These people's lives were valuable. You know they're valuable. They're good people, probably. I, I, this, I'm, I'm just quoting this prick saying, it's not something you kill somebody over. I'm sorry I let my son down. Until six months ago, Brinks had fought for several years that his ch thought his, his child had, was dead. He told the station his ex-wife had moved to Colorado, called him in 2016, and told him the youth had died by suicide and had changed names from Nicholas Brinks to Anderson Aldrich because of the shame of the Aaron Brinks work in adult film and the reality series Intervention. When Aldrich called Aaron Brinks six months ago and started an argument on the phone. He's pissed off. He's pissed off at me. He wants to poke at the old man, Brinks said. 
Jesus. Uh, other family connections. Aldrich's mother, Laura, is the daughter of California Assemblyman Randy Vopel, a Republican who, at the end of his term, after losing his latest re-election bid, Vopel is a major supporter of Donald Trump and once likened the U.S. Capitol insurrection of January 6, 2021, to the American Revolution. This is Lexington and Concord. Shots fired against tyranny. Uh, this has nothing to do with the father or the kid, so we're just going to drop it there. Um... Holy shit, this guy's a shitbag. Wow. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. I mean, wow. Oh, God. It's, oh, God. You know, God, he only, shot, he only killed six people and shot 20 others. But he's not gay. Great. Thank, thank God thank, he's not. Thank goodness for that. Thank, we got the important part out of the way. Thank God I don't got to ask him if he's a top or a bottom. Oh, God. And, you know... Like, I am pretty familiar with the fact that the Latter-day Saints are not very accepting of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I was, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, with the Latter-day Saints. That's that's the religion that my family aligned with when I was a child and uh, throughout my teenage years. And, uh, you know, let's let's just assume that there that 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 god exists the way that the latter day saints say why why are you why are you fighting for your rights and uh, it appears as though we have lost buck um oh nope buck's back go ahead buck go ahead and continue we'd lost you there for yeah sorry moment. sorry man um you know i uh Am I back? You're back. You're back. By all means, continue. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 Sorry, man. I just keep on button mashing these things. Basically, like, I I don't I don't think that like you should have to fight for your rights with God. Like they're saying that like the LGBTQ plus community is fighting for their rights. And that, you know, the Mormons don't do gays. Why is that even important? And don't be Your Mormon. son killed six... Your, six, your, your son killed six people. You and, know, and, and shot your, 20 your others. <laughs> yeah, and like, your, your, your takeaway from that is, oh, thank God he's not gay. Okay. All right, cool. All right. If that's the, if that's the nail you want to hang your hat on, man, go for it. You know, you are, you are indeed a, uh, a slice off the heel of the turd, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeedy. All right, folks, that being said, with all the technical problems we're going to have today, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and end this right there. Uh, this has been the Social Liability Podcast. You can also listen to the Subcockles of Reddit that Buck uh, is our, the primary host for. And that is available every Wednesday. The, sub, uh, the Social Liability co Podcast comes out every Saturday. I am just stumbling through this, Buck. I am just bad. And then also I've started streaming on Twitch again, if anybody's interested, twitch.tv slash the underscore rasgrees01. That being said, folks, I'm the Raz. He's the Buck wishing you all a happy and safe week, and we'll see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast.